0: Hello, nerds, and welcome to another installment of A New Nerd in Nine. So, it is the heart of summer right now, so a lot of people are headed towards the beach to enjoy um, the sun and the surf and the ocean in general. So, I thought it would be appropriate for this month's Nerd in Nine to be a woman who is a marine biologist, a conservationist, and a published author, and her name was Rachel Carson. So Rachel was born May 27th, 1907, in a rural town of Springdale, Pennsylvania. It was a river town, and she grew up on a farm. So it said that she could always be found looking at birds or bugs or fish growing up. She began writing at a very early age. She wrote a book about birds when she was only eight years old. And then at the age of 11, she was actually published in a children's magazine. She went to school and graduated from the Pennsylvania College for Women in 1929. She also studied at the Woods Hole Marine Biology Laboratory She received a master's in zoology from Johns Hopkins University in 1932. She was considering going on to get her doctorate, but her father had actually passed away. And so instead of pursuing a doctorate in zoology, she actually decided to go back and help support her family as uh, the times were a little troubled for them. In 1932, 36 she was actually the second woman to be hired to work at the U.S. Bureau of Fisheries and while working there she one of the primary functions she did was write radio scripts for them um, about sea creatures so back in the day a lot of stuff was on the radio versus podcasts like we have now so she actually wrote about the creatures involved for those radio shows One program that she was involved with was about fish and it was called Romance Under the Waters. I mentioned earlier that she was trying to help support her family. And so to supplement her income from the federal service, she also was writing feature articles for the Baltimore Sun on marine biology topics. She did spend a 15 year career within that federal service as a scientist and editor. And she did rise through the ranks to become the editor in chief of all publications for the US Fish and Wildlife Service. In her free time, she liked to turn her learnings and research that she did into poetry. And through this kind of different genre, she was able to reach a lot more individuals from a lot of different backgrounds. She actually turned her one of her poems into her first book, which was called Under the Sea Wind, and that was published in 1941. She followed that up with her second book, The Sea Around Us, in 1952, and while her first book wasn't especially well known, her second one was a huge success and she did actually win the national book award for that particular book. She did end up quitting her job because she wanted to focus on writing her third book which was called The Edge of the Sea and that was published in 1955. One of the key messages in all of her writings was this view that human beings are just like one piece of the puzzle when it comes to nature And one of the criteria or one of the main concerns for human beings was that they're kind of distinguished in nature by their power to alter it and sometimes to the point where it's irreversible. There is a quote from her that says, the human race is challenged more than ever to demonstrate our mastery, not over nature, but of ourselves. In the 1950s, the government and industries were overusing the pesticide known as DDT and just using it blindly, applying it through things such as bug spray that you used as pic- at picnics, all the way up to you know crop dusting um, and crop care. We now know that this, this particular pesticide, in large doses, does cause Liver damage and seizures. So she was very concerned about the usage of it. And in 1962, she actually published another book entitled Silent Spring. And it said the inspiration for this particular book actually came from a letter she received from a a friend of hers named Olga Huckins, who had a songbird sanctuary and discovered that the songbirds in her sanctuary had been killed after a plane had flown over spraying DDT. So that prompted Rachel to publish this other book, which was really calling for change. And she did write the book while she herself was battling breast cancer. Um, during this time, the, the chemical companies and potentially government um, partners as well, spent almost $250,000 And remember, this is like the 50s and 60s, so that's a different amount of money in today's world. But they spend the money on a smear campaign, trying to discredit her, trying to call her an alarmist, as she's trying to raise awareness um, and concern for the environment based on, in particular, this DDT pesticide. In 1963, she did testify before Congress regarding the pesticide and calling for new policies to help protect not only the environment, but human life. Unfortunately, in 1964, she did pass away after her long-term long battle with breast cancer, but her work directly led to the creation of the US Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. So although she did not live to see the full outcome of all of her hard work. She was directly responsible for ensuring that there were new policies in place to help both the environment and human life. So I think it's important to recognize her, especially now, as we're heading out to the beach, as we're enjoying the outdoors as much as we can with this pandemic, to take a moment to remember that we do directly impact our environment. And at times it could be irreversible if we're not paying attention. So when you head out to enjoy the outdoors again, maybe take a moment and even if it's just picking up a piece of trash and putting it in um, a trash can or disposal um, or recycling, think about sustainability a little bit. Think about how much you enjoy going to that beach and think about keeping it there for the long term for generations past us and remember Rachel Carson's work